Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. The key to a good relationship with someone else is actually having a good relationship with yourself first. That is what it's all about, self-love. Did you know that, Heal Squad? I feel like that's something that I learn over and over again here on Better Together. And that's why we felt it was so important to have this episode air on the Tuesday of Relationship Week. We have Koya Webb, who's an international holistic health and wellness coach here, talking to us all about how if you love yourself, then you can tap into that higher self. You can overcome fears when you stop harshly judging or punishing yourself for every mistake you make. It's all about self-love. And Koya talks about that here today. And she gives us some tools for self-love, for healing. Ooh. It's a really good episode and it really is so important. So please enjoy and share with someone who you think would also enjoy it. It means the world to us Heal Squad that you're here with us every day. Thank you so much and let's keep getting better together. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. Our quote of the day comes from our guest today. No matter how many times your heart is shattered, no matter how many times you're betrayed, you are meant to shine just like the sun. You are unique and that's your superpower. And that is from Koya Webb, Heel Squad. You are in for a treat today. We're going to be chatting with Koya Webb about holistic health and wellness, healing and connecting with your body and mind holistically and turning our fears into fierceness. Her new book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, How to Turn Common Obstacles into Seeds for Growth. I read this by the pool this weekend. Yes, don't be jelly. I was sitting by the pool this weekend. Okay, so I tried Saturday to sit by the pool, but like the sun, I forgot, goes away so quickly. So by the time I got out there, I'm used to having many more hours. I had like one hour, so I really didn't get much sun on Saturday. Sunday, I got like two hours. Nice. It was really nice. And I got to read the book. Um, Koya is in studio right now, and she is one of my new buds from that Napa weekend that I manifested new friendships, and I'm so excited that you're here today, Koya. Um, Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Like, I just can't look at you without smiling. (laughs) 
Thanks. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. You're so bright and so um, energetic and just full of life. It's so cool. Mm, thank you. It's not always like that. Sometimes I feel like someone has just like popped my balloon and I'm just different. Really? Yeah. It's funny when you see people who are consistently happy, you wonder, mm-hmm. right? Like I would wonder, does she ever have bad days? But even though we know we're all human and of course we all have bad days. Um, but I think some of us have, you know, a little bit more under our belt and we know how to kind of roll through things a little faster. Like we're like, oh, this is familiar. Yeah, this sucks. Okay, here are the steps to get out of it. And then we roll out. Yeah. Whereas other people maybe can get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it still doesn't mean that we don't get stuck. Yeah. I get stuck. Um, but yeah, I would have wondered, I'm like, does she ever have bad days? I, I'm good at covering it up. I, I will say that. And I've actually had to learn to show it and say it mm. and tell people I have bad days. Yes. I, it's a practice. I, I did it today for the first time. Yes. Wait, I did it in my stories this morning because I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was reading, I'm working on this presentation. And then as I'm reading the story, all of a sudden it's like, and you know, my mom passed, you know, with me at her side. I'm like, and I just, just the words, guttural started crying, heave, wailing, crying this morning out of nowhere, just reading it. It was totally normal. And then just like wailing out loud. And I was like, something told me, I'm like, just take a little picture. And I was like sitting with my poodle and we, I just took a picture and I'm like, it doesn't always, you know, looks don't always appear as they do in the feed. <laughs> yeah, good for so, you. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to do that too because no one wants to see that on Instagram. Right. I feel like they do, but we don't think they want to see it. Mm. Right. Because we think, oh, I have to be perfect. I have to be together. I'm supposed to be the inspiration. I'm supposed to be the motivation. I'm supposed to be the one that gets people out of this position that I'm actually feeling. And we, we, don't realize that people need to know that we're human. And again, once you've done that for so many years, so many decades, it's an unlearning that you don't have to be so strong all the time. You can be soft. Mm -hmm. You can let your hair down. You can cry. You can be angry, you know, and people are still going to love you. People are still going to support you. People are going to still feel like you're an inspiration because they actually know like, oh, you mean just like me, you get sad, just like me, you get angry. Mm. And so I realized that people don't think I get angry. They don't think I get sad. And so now I have to share. I was angry when this happened. I was frustrated here when normally I'm just like, oh, I'll keep my frustration inside. I'll keep going. But I realized that as a leader, people need to know I'm having these emotions so they don't feel bad yes. or like they can't show up when they have these emotions. Yes. You are not your emotions. You are love, period, point blank. We all go through all the spectrum of emotions there are. Yeah, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't do your intro because (laughs) um, because you're just sitting here, and I feel like I wanted to just introduce you and talk with you instantly. But just so you guys all know, Koya is an internationally recognized yoga teacher, uh, celebrity holistic health coach, author, speaker, vegan activist whose core mission is to promote daily self-care, oneness, and eco-friendly living to combat some of the world's biggest challenges, including mental health, anxiety, social injustices, and global warming. As a former competitive track and field athlete training for the Olympics, which you'd read in the book, uh, Koya got introduced to yoga after a debilitating track injury. 
Once recognizing the physical and mental benefits of yoga, she shifted her focus to yoga, personal training and life coaching and combining the work ethic of an athlete (laughs) and practical holistic health practices that anyone can follow to live a healthy and active lifestyle. Um, She shares all of this in the book um, and kind of how she has let her fears make her fears and how she's overcome some pretty tremendous challenges. Um, you know, you, you read about people like this and you read about, you know, their inspiring journeys. And when you see like the different, um, you know, uh, reviews or what do you call these things in the beginning of the book? The not reviews, Acknowledgements? Acknowledgements, maybe? Yeah. Or like, hey, buy this book because it's awesome. What do you call them? I've written how many books and I don't <laughs> I even remember. Um, so, okay. So Cory Booker, U.S. Senator, says, I celebrate Koya. She's not just a friend, but an inspiration. By the way, everyone says you're an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koya's voice is needed in this world. She shares her stories of transformation skillfully and gives us clear and easy to digest mind and body recommendations to process fear and challenges to live a healthier lifestyle. Her vulnerability and leadership shared in this book will inspire readers worldwide to practice daily self-care mentally, spiritually, and physically. And as a fellow vegan, I know she's taking all the steps to make the world a better place. I love Cory Booker. He's amazing. So everyone (laughs) I read was like, she's an inspiration, she's an inspiration. And then as I then went on to read the book, Mm. you're like, damn, you've gone through a lot and you you know, you found your way out and now you're helping others find their way out. And so I'm super excited for you to be here to help all of us. In fact, my husband woke up this morning feeling a little lost Mm. and I literally picked up your book and started reading to him. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And, And specifically the parts that I was reading was how living as a creator can get you out of kind of victimhood. He's not in victimhood, but I know that creativity gets him out of like ruts and out of sad places. And that was a really interesting thing. And we'll get to talking about that and how to be a creator to help yourself get out of it. And then never calling it failure. Um, I read that to him. How did the situation make me stronger? What can I learn from that experience? I think the more we improve, plant that in our brains and really kind of get comfortable with that, the better we're all going to feel because we're so hung up on failure. And I know he is, he's like, I feel so guilty about different things in my past. And I said, but you're not the same person, right? Right. You've grown you. The reason you feel bad now is because you see it through the eyes of your new self. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you didn't have that new self, you would never see it. Exactly. You'd actually probably be laughing or thinking it was funny Mm. if you were unkind to someone or you did something bad. No, you're seeing it through your new evolved grown eyes. So that's a good thing. Right. And that's all we're going to do our entire lives is grow and evolve. And just when you were reading like inspiration, inspiration, I was just like thinking like, wow, like that means people are seeing me in spirit because I see inspiration as being in alignment with spirit. And yeah. you know, I talk about it in my book, like aligning the chakras, aligning with love. And and being in spirit, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you've been through, what you've done wrong, how you've been hurt and harmed. But you can always choose to align with love. You can always choose to align with God. You can always choose to align with spirit and just come back. Just come back. Like we are at our core spiritual beings. And once we align with that, 
Everything else we can just let go. Yeah. How do you do that though in that moment? It is a daily practice. <laughs> just what you did. So yeah. your what you did this morning was like you brought spirit in with a book, with affirmations, with reading something that was inspirational to you. Mm-hmm. So we can do it through other people. We can do it through singing, dancing. I have my playlist in the book. I you know, know. I saw. I was like, I got to create this. Yeah. Meditation, yoga, breath work, cycling. There's so many ways that you can bring yourself in alignment. And every person will have their own ways. Like we might have some in common. You might have some things you like. I might like something different. Every single person listening has that responsibility to find out what brings you joy. Because no matter who you are, bad things are going to happen. Yep. Different mentally, maybe spiritually, maybe, maybe physically. Some of us, all of them. If you have a high call in your life, you're going to experience it all. Like, right? Isn't that so funny? Can you say that again? Because I don't think people realize. I mean. Yeah. The more you want to do in life, the more you step into your purpose, step into your mission, commit to shining full out. It's like you're going, you're saying, I want to go to the next level. I want to go to the next level. And it's like school. When you want to go to the next level, you get what? Test. And I'm not saying the world is testing you. I'm just saying it just comes with the territory mm-hmm. because you, as you elevate and hold more space, you have to grow. You have to learn lessons you to break be able through. to, exactly, to hold that space. And so I always remind people, don't feel like there's ever going to be a point in your life where you don't have challenges because that is not real. You're always going to have to, it's part of the human experience, but you can always align with spirit. You can always realize you're going to get through it. This too shall pass and you're going to get stronger from it. And when you have that type of mindset, you don't let it bog. It still hurts. It doesn't mean it's not painful. It still hurts, but you don't let it take you out. Even if you rest, you recover, but you realize, all right, Mm. this too shall pass. What, you know, that's why I named my company Get Loved Up. What do I need to do to get (laughs) loved up? Because sometimes you got to get loved up to get in alignment with that. It's not always, oh, I read something and I'm back. It's not always, I did yoga and now I'm good. It Sometimes, it especially if you've been having like, you know, it's just like microaggressions. When people do little things and over time it wears on you. When you're in toxic situations and work, when you're in toxic relationships, it didn't just happen one day. Mm-hmm. You've been experiencing it over and over and over and you didn't say anything. So no, you're not just going to read one quote and all of a sudden those years of toxic abuse they're not going to disappear. It's going to take lots of quotes, lots of massages, lots of yoga, lots of meditation to release that energy from your body. And we're all energetic beings. So what I like to teach people is that when you realize you're an energetic being and you learn what gives you energy and what takes your energy, you are empowered. Yes. And the more you put things into your life that pour into and give you energy, the happier you'll be, the healthier you'll be. The more you give energy to those things that take away your energy, it's going to take you down. You'll feel sad, angry, depressed, disconnected, not in alignment. Yeah. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content. And a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community? Or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment. And we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, 
please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. You know, it's funny, as you said earlier about how life is going to keep on giving us challenges. It's funny. Life's going to give you the challenges you need to see the things that you don't see probably about yourself and about like life. So for example, the first thing that popped into my head was I recently was praying and I was like, Hey God, I think that's enough. (laughs) I think I'm done for a little while. Like, like I want to keep growing. Can, can, can we maybe like have them be like littler lessons yeah. for a little while? Like, can we just maybe halt for a minute and like chill? Cause it's been a lot of learning and I'm really, really punched out. Yeah. And I realized that just in a quick split second, like, Oh, bitch needed to know she was strong. Mm-hmm. Cause I never knew I was strong. Yeah. And I, and Kevin was like, you're so strong. And I'm like, and I would always say what I am really. Mm-hmm. And I think, you don't know. So someone's going to show you. Thank you, God. Just keeps giving you all the things to make it so concrete, clear that you are stronger than like you could ever, ever imagine. And for someone who never owned her power, Mm. unless it was for somebody else, for me, now I'm realizing kind of full circle, like, oh, so then if you know you're super strong, maybe then you would own your power more. Mm. And that's really what I've been probably needing my whole life. Ashe, Ashe, Boom. Ashe. I love that. And you know, what I talk about in the book is like your solar plexus, like that's your power center. So not only would you just thinking, okay, I'm owning my power. We're in colors like yellow. You have yellow all in your yeah. studio. That helps you stand in your power. So there are things you can do energetically to actually amplify that standing in your power, right? Mm. The same thing, if you don't feel like you can speak, use your voice, which you don't have a problem with, but some people might be like, ah, I feel so timid. I can't say what I think. There are colors you can wear. There are rituals you can do to help you speak your truth, like right? What? So one thing I like to do, especially when we're speaking, is first journaling, writing down what you feel. Because a lot of times we're not sharing what we really feel. We're keeping it inside. You know, mm-hmm. when we have that lump in our throat, it means something. It means energetically you're blocked, right? And so what do you do to remove that block? Just again, it's different for everyone, but if you start journaling, you can start to feel like, oh, okay, I'm getting this out. Some people, it might be singing. You can sing to remove and express yourself. You can make videos, you can do chants, poetry, whatever type of expression. You can dance. But once you do it, you feel a release of energy. And then you try, okay, like, now let me speak. Some people yell just like, ah, just yell as loud as they can. And then they say what they have to say. So I suggest first journaling is my first go-to, um, singing any type of expression, and then trying to communicate your feelings either to the world or to someone you really love and trust. Mm, yeah. I love that. You know what I was realizing this morning? Because I was actually writing about toxic work environments and stuff mm-hmm. and how they manifest into illness in women, especially, right? And the reason why I think it manifests in women, especially, it was so interesting. I was kind of having a little breakthrough, which I've had many versions of this breakthrough, but then something else hit me this morning. So when we're young, now maybe the newer generations aren't dealing with this, but like my generation, your generation, all I heard growing up with my brother was he's different. It's a, he's a boy. 
It's mm-hmm. different for boys. Right. Right. So he could stay out late. He could do whatever he wanted. They weren't afraid for him, but I had to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I had to be afraid because someone might hurt me or take advantage of me or kidnap me or do something bad. I had to be perfect. I had to be a good girl. I couldn't speak. Like you have to just be quiet and yeah. and good, right? Like that's how they, and the perfectionism that's like yes. ingrained in us as young girls. And then I realized, oh, well really what's the difference as adults? Because that's how the adult thinking, the adult mind is. Yeah. So when you go into the workplace as a woman and you watch your male counterparts be able to do whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. right? Which is what I experienced. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. They could literally be dicks all day long. And they were praised because they just, nobody would touch them because, I mean, God forbid you want to go up against him. He's tough. Mm -hmm. But God forbid we speak up and say we need something. We're divas. They instantly shut us down. Quiet, 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 quiet. Yeah. And then what happens? You get that lump in your throat that becomes thyroid disease, Mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so common because like you said, we're told, you know, be seen and not heard. And that is blocking our energy of expression, which is who we are. Like we are vibrating at this high level at our highest and greatest vibration. We are speaking our truth. We're standing in our power. Like I can go through all the chakras. We feel safe and secure, but let's just go through what you just said. Cause I want to take us on this mm-hmm. journey through the chakras. The first thing you said is like, I don't feel safe. That's your root. Mm-hmm. So once your root is off, it affects your entire body. If we don't feel safe, we can't even functionally as our highest and greatest self because we don't feel safe. How do we get to feel safe when, for example, Mm -hmm. I'm at Tony Robbins' seminar and one of the most powerful moments at his seminar was when he said, hey guys, raise your hands if you ever feel unsafe walking down the street. And like five out of 15,000 people raise their hands. Women, how many of you feel unsafe walking down the street and every woman's hand goes up? Right. And you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Think about the energy that is ex- expand, like that we express every day, just living in fear, walking out the door. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to go get gas, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in any kind of vulnerable position at any time because I'm scared, because I have been shown reasons to be scared. You, my friend, have gone through it yeah. on a whole other level mm-hmm. and from people you trusted, which will talk about at some point, but we are also taught, like I said, as little girls to be scared of what's possible. Yeah. So that's just something that's in us and for good reason, unfortunately. So how do we keep a balanced chakra when we're terrified? And then again, terrified as, as adult women stand by (laughs) and then terrified as adult women to actually speak your truth and be honest, because then the way they counter you. And if you watched impeachment, you will see Monica Lewinsky getting completely bullied, completely manipulated, completely tortured for speaking her truth because they will lie. They will come at you. They will say anything to discredit you. Yeah. So now how are we supposed to be honest? My philosophy, <laughs> like seriously, you went there, so let's go there. Let's go, let's go there because this just Taking needs to be. Let's take off your sweater, girl. She's like, <laughs> "What are we doing about this?" Like seriously, my philosophy is: fear is feedback. Fear is feedback to places we need to heal, mm. and not just one of us, but all Write that of us. Down. Damn. 
all of us, right? If all of the women in the room are afraid, that's where we need to heal. And it's not just a woman problem. It's not just a man problem. It's a us problem. Mm-hmm. We all got the problem. Yeah. You know, try woman, black woman, like fear, fear, fear on top of fear is anxiety, right? So once we see that, we have to do something about it. We can't just look at it and say, oh yeah, everyone's scared. Okay, next thing. Let's go into the next thing. No. Is there any way in this moment that you can feel less fear? What would make you feel less afraid? Maybe if you turn to your partner of the opposite sex and look at them in the eye and say, I love you. I see you. I love you. I see you. That simple exercise. In that moment at that conference, if he asked that question again, I bet half the women would feel more safe. If the male came to us and said, I see you, I, I love, love you. you, I see you, yeah. Because they're understanding our position. Because we all want to feel love and seen. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid because people, if people don't see us, if they don't value us, if they don't love us, mm-hmm. then that's what we're afraid of. They will harm us. Yes. We're not usually, even though it happens. No, but I mean the generic fear too. Exactly. There's two of them. We're there talking two. two components here. And the fear for one, our physical safety. Exactly. And then fear for our emotional safety right. and our like... Human so safety, one yeah. is real fear and one is imagined. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Fear, right? So the real fear is if your child is running out in the middle of the street. That's real fear. If you don't catch them, if they don't see the car and the car doesn't see them, the real fear is that they might get hit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's real. Right. And the perceived fear is if when my kid runs away from me, if I don't like slam them down or give them a whooping and make them not run away from me, then when they run out in the street or when they do something, you see what I'm saying? So one is real at this moment, someone's in danger and I need to get them out of the danger. Mm-hmm. The other is like, I'm actually going to give you some fear right now so that you don't get yourself in trouble in the future because I'm scared right now. You see that? Both of the fears are still feedback to places where we need to grow. Because at the end of the day, things are going to happen. But if we live afraid of the things that are going to happen, we're actually bringing that trauma into the now. Mm, yeah. One. Yep. So now we're experiencing trauma twice. If something is going to happen, which I just said at the beginning, things are going to happen to us our whole entire yeah. life. Right? So why would I bring future trauma <laughs> Into the now. Why do I want to bring it here? Such a great point because it's like we're fearing the thing that may never happen anyway. Exactly. But at the same time, it's really hard when we are again 
bred to be afraid as females. Exactly. And when you know how dangerous it is, right? Yeah. And and what's possible. And so, I mean, I feel like every time I turn around, I'm hearing about another girl that was roofied. Yeah. Literally like people who are tangentially connected. Right. And you're just you're just horrified. And the, I am terrified to have kids because I'm like, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to control that. Yeah. And my fears are now going to be tenfold, right? Yeah. This is me rationalizing the, the fact that it hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why it's not supposed to happen because I can't handle any more fear. <laughs> well, the thing is, and as someone who has experienced sexual assault, if every relationship I get to, if everywhere I go, I'm afraid it's going to happen again. Or if I'm afraid, like, again, that's bringing the fear into the now that's not even existing. And also that fear, that trauma, that vibration is, again, misaligning me with love, protection, strength, everything that's in alignment with love. So I grew up just like you, afraid, afraid of what I was wearing, afraid of what I had to say, afraid, 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 right? And so we know the energy that we put into something, we are, and not to say that things are going to happen just because you think about them, but those fears, those fears are feedback like, oh, okay, like you said, is this a lesson that you want to learn that you could still be loved? If this happens, if that happens in life, no matter what happens to us, we are asked, can you still be loved? Can you still align with love? I was just on the podcast with my dear friend, Londrell, and he said something differently than I normally say it. And it made me look at this quote differently. Um, and the By the first way, time I, I love that you're actually crediting him. I hear so many people adopt what other people say and they just make it their own. And it's so frustrating to me. I know. I'm like, it doesn't hurt to just say, oh, this person told yeah. me this. Anyway, go ahead. And I'm I actually going to credit someone else for it. So, <laughs> so my, my, my spiritual godfather, <laughs> um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, you know, I, I started going to Agape and it was like, you know, I learned, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And I wrap my mind like we're a spiritual being yep. having a human experience. I love experience. that line. When I experience um, sexual assault, I what helped me heal is I realize like I am not what happened to me. I am a spiritual being and that is something that happened within my human experience. And I don't have to attach to it. What Landrell said about a month ago when he came on my podcast, which blew my mind is that we are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. And I was like, not a human experience. And what it gives you the opportunity to do is no matter what's happening to you in the human experience. Doesn't kind of matter. Because you align spiritually. Mm. You feel it? Yeah. So it's like every moment is sacred. Even this moment with you, it's like, it's sacred. Like I can get like caught up in like the past and what happened to me and the trauma and like, you know, just like you have a moment, right? Like, oh, of anger or frustration. And then we can come into this moment of connection of sisterhood, of community. And it's like, what's the problem? Mm. We're spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. And so when you take the power, and I love that he said this, like we at any moment can remove it from this fear, from this frustration. It doesn't mean it disappears. It doesn't mean the problems in the world disappear. There are still places we need to heal. But at any given moment, you can align with love and bring yourself back to a spiritual experience. Mm. And that is empowerment. And that's what people listen to. If you feel depressed, if you feel down, if you feel sad, Bring yourself back to the now. You know what's interesting about that is <clears throat> I feel like I had the most 
amazing conversation with Deepak Chopra where he talked Mm. about kind of, I mean, how much of a speck we are in this universe. Like (laughs) the Milky Way is still a speck in the universe and whatever. And when you think about a spirit having a human experience, the human experience is so less than a speck. A speck divided by (laughs) a billion multiplied by, you know, 0.00001 divided by another billion. But the spirit is so much bigger than the human experience. So in a sense, even though this is sacred, none of this fucking matters. Yeah. Because it is, it's the, the, the spirits that are aligning matter, right? And the love that's aligning matters because that's what is bigger than exactly. the little things that happen to us and, and around us. And that's, I think, what's like so cool about that. Right. Because you don't get caught up in the human experience yeah. when you focus on the sacred. It's like a healthy compartmentalizing. It's a health. <laughs> and it's, it's also in the, in, the, in the sense of oneness, right? And I believe in oneness. If someone's hurting anywhere, we're all hurting everywhere. Mm-hmm. If someone's in joy anywhere, we're, we can bring that joy into our life as well. Yeah. You know? And when you think about it from that perspective... Oof. If yeah. you can own it, it can help pull you out of the darkest days. Because I mean, I've had some dark days. Yeah. You know, I've gone through EMDR. I've gone through lots of therapy. I've done a lot of work when it comes to meditation, yoga, breath work to help myself heal. And what I realize is that I'm not going to ever stop doing those things in this human experience. Because the more that in this world, especially as an empath, the more I'm receiving, the more I need to process Right. And when you energetically receive the news, receive social media, receive all the things that separate you from love because they put you in a state of fear, Mm -hmm. you need just as much aligning yourself with love. Right. You can't go all day with the news and with social media without your meditation, without your yoga, without your best friend telling you how great you look, without the foods you love, without the drinks you love, without all the things you love. Because, again, it's an imbalance. Mm. And that's what's happening in the world today. There's yin and yang. There's light and dark. That's never going to stop happening. What's happening is that we're out of balance. We're so piled up with so much fear. That we can't see the sacred, we can't see the love, we can't be in gratitude because mm-hmm. we're overwhelmed with the darkness. And so my goal, you know, with my book and what I do is just bring the light, bring the love, acknowledge the darkness, acknowledge how we need to heal, acknowledge how we need to stop attacking people in, this, in the street, acknowledge how we need to stop neglecting ourselves, neglecting others, and neg- neglecting our planet. How can we stop doing that? Talk about that. But also live in the now of, and we're still here. Yeah. And we are breathing. And if we're breathing, then we have an opportunity to heal. I love that. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. Yeah, I think when you were talking about oneness, oof, I was watching, um, I'm trying not to watch like heavy things anymore because it just affects me so much. But yeah. I was watching Jon Stewart. Did you see his, his new show? No. It's called, I think, The Problem with Jon Stewart. And it was about the vets. Oof. Mm. And how left behind they are after they go out and they fight these wars for us, they... You know, he was talking specifically about these burn pits and the men and women who are around the burn pits. It's like our version of Agent Orange, I guess. Mm. And the illnesses, the terminal illnesses that they're all suffering from. And the VA is just turning, you know, turning their backs on them because there's no scientific proof that benzene doesn't cause cancer, even though since the 80s we've known benzene causes cancer. And there's another harmful chemical. Anyway... I'm watching it and I'm bursting out, heave crying. Mm. And the same thing happened when we saw the racial injustice, um, you know, with George Floyd and all of that. Or when I see animal injustice, like I just, I literally just heave. I can't even cry normal. I like heave cry. We were talking about this before the show, just like yeah. how when you have that kind of like, like too much empathy, I guess, or just too much um yeah, it's, it's just, never it can too be, much. It can be heavy. So, like yeah. for me, I kind of try to divorce myself from so much of it to a mm-hmm. degree, so that I can like stay sane because yeah. I don't have enough of the balance in love yeah. to be able to balance that out. So I have to be like, okay, if I can't have this, I can't have this. I gotta just try to sit in here. I do a little of this, not that I don't do. And when I'm <laughs> saying this, guys, for for whoever's <laughs> listening, I mean the love part. Yeah. And then I I do keep up with stuff over here in like my Twitter feed a little, but I'm not, I'm really trying to just live my healthiest life to try to kind of be the example in Mm -hmm. a sense of, of trying not to get so caught up in everything because the news is really there to breed fear and, and it's, it's really all negative. 
And what I realized is that I can't close my eyes to the pain that is happening in the world. I can't close my eyes to the darkness because in the darkness is where we learn to heal. Mm-hmm. When we go to sleep at night, it's when our bodies rest, rejuvenate, and recover. So in the darkness in the world, in the racial injustices, in what's happening with the vets, in you know the people that have, with all the money and food we have in the world, <laughs> that people are still starving, in that is our opportunity to heal. So we have to acknowledge it. We have to look at it. We can't close our eyes. And my goal in my life is take a little bit at a time, like like take it in doses, like mm-hmm. anything. You have to take it in doses. When you lift weight, you can't lift everything. Yep. You can't feel like you're gonna you know, save the world or lift 500 pounds the first time you step into the gym, but you can do a little bit each day. Yeah. You know. And so I encourage people, wherever you feel, the mo- whatever brings tears to your eyes. It's whatever, too many things, Koya, right, that's my problem. Uh, girl, you got a big call in your life. That's but the problem. what you said, it's not a problem. <laughs> it's an awareness that. Yeah. Well, I get ooh, to do it through my show, which is good. Your show. So and you're and like, Marianne look. Williamson called me on that. She was like, you know what? You keep thinking you're not doing anything, but you are. And I was like, okay, thank you. You are. But, you are. And like, the thing is what you're saying and, and admitting to me and everyone listening is that I need to love myself more because mm-hmm. it's not just about doing, right? Yeah. It's also about loving. And there's something that's telling you, I need to love Maria more. I need more self-care. Yeah. I need more massages. I need more softness with myself. And so listen to that and lean into that because that's your truth. And yeah. you could say it, but if you don't do it, then it'll keep showing up, yeah. you know? And you can, and a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm just going to do the money. It, and if it doesn't move your emotions, then that's not it. That's not it. Your body is speaking to you and telling you, I'm not okay in this area. And so now you have to speak back and then journal with what comes up after meditation. Why does this make me cry? What do I want to do? And just sit with yourself for a little while, but don't think you have to like at all shame yourself for crying, shame, shame yourself for feeling, feel like it's too much. You got the heart for a reason and you got all the blessings you have for your in your life for a reason. And the more that you accept it all, the messy, the tears, the like all, and you actually use them together. And it's just like a dance. It's just like you, you become in harmony of not being afraid and also not taking on too much. At the same time, finding the harmony and what you can take in and then what you can give. So it's giving and receiving love. And that's the heart chakra. So balancing the heart chakra is all about giving love, yes, but also receiving love. And I know people like you and I, we're givers. Give, 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 give. And the reason we're crying and hurt is because we become depleted. Because we're not pouring enough into ourselves to balance out all that giving we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So we want to give more. Yes, but, but you know you don't have any left. We haven't filled up our cup <laughs> enough to give them more. And so yes. we're sad because you're like, uh, but it's like your body like, but love me more. And honey, I will give you more to give. Yeah. And that's what I learned. So whenever I found myself, when I look at stuff and I feel like, oh, but I, it's like, well, love yourself more. Love yourself more. And I promise you, you'll be blessed to more with more to give. When are the moments where you really truly can recognize I need more love? What are like the telltale signs for you? <sighs> My eye jumps. <laughs> Meaning like it twitches? It twitches. Yeah. yeah. Mine what? was twitching all like my whole trip, I think. Yeah. It was twitch, twitch, twitch. That's like Koya gets six to eight hours of sleep. Um, if I'm working out a lot, dial back on the workout and do more Epsom salt baths, get more massages. Cause a lot of times as an athletic, as a very fit person, you think, well, I'm being healthy if I like work out hardcore, but even when you work out hardcore, it's producing acid in your body when you need to be alkaline. 
right? So I realized that going hard sometimes needs to be balanced with softness and self-care, which is Epsom salt baths, lavender rubs, oiling myself up, giving myself a self-massage, listening to um, sulfagia tunes or different mantra music. So I really have to pour in because I want to give so much. Mm-hmm. And, and literally, I'm in a place where Spirit spoke to me. He's like, I'm like, well, how much do I need to love myself? 50-50. 50-50. And look at your face. See? As much Whoa. as you want to give, that's how much you have to love yourself. It can't be an imbalance. It can't be, I want to work eight hours if you don't want to love yourself eight hours, it has to. How are we, how else are you going to find harmony? How are we going to find harmony? Well, this is world? a whole new way of living, Koya. This I is know. a whole new like path that we're not. Like I said, we're, we're not, not taught this, taught or used to. Um, but it was something that I loved in the book. Um, was when I started to see your ritual, and I was like, wait. Her rituals take up hours. How is that humanly <laughs> possible? How does she get anything accomplished? Yeah. Um, and so if you can speak to that, I mean, yeah. tell everybody what your ritual is and then how you kind of run a successful business within all of that. As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Well, I used to work from the moment I wake up right on social media, looking at checking my emails and like, it's like, how, who needs me? Who needs me? All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. What? Gotcha. Gotcha. Koya, you are an American woman. Yeah. <laughs> Start it. And every day, everything, do it, do it. Okay. Pouring, 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 pouring until the time I went to sleep. That was my life for at least embarrassingly about 10 years, mm. you know, just pouring, 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 building, building, building. And then, you know, once I start realizing that, you know, my eyes jumping, I'm stressed out, even had an eating disorder. And because I was just, you know, in toxic relationship after toxic relationship because of my fears and trauma I had yet to deal with. And so it was like, okay, I'm not okay. I'm sad. And even though I'm giving everything I could possibly have, I'm sad inside. And I don't love myself. And if anyone looked at me like, of course you love yourself. You do this for yourself. And it's like, no, I don't love myself because I'm not taking care of myself. Love is not just a word. Love is action, right? And so if you're not actively pouring into yourself, nurturing yourself, taking care of yourself 50% of the time, then you unfortunately are not loving yourself enough. And what happens is if you don't start there, then it goes to 40%. Mm-hmm. And then something happens in your family. You got to be there even more. Then it's 30%. And then someone else has a, a friend has a problem. Then it's 20%. And then next thing you know, you're like, gosh, I'm barely even taking a shower. I'm barely even washing my hair. How did I get here? 
But it's like over time, it builds on you. And so what I did is I realized that in creating ritual and doing my study, if I take care of myself in the morning, I'm less likely to put something in front of me, right? I used to, people say, what's the best time to work out, right? And I used to say, whenever you can get it in. But now I say in the morning. Because if you put yourself first, I noticed when I do it in the evening, it wouldn't happen. When you put yourself first. Yeah, like you first, feel better first. First, first. I mean, like first thing you wake up, meditation, breath work, tea, rituals. I feel like everyone should have a morning ritual in the morning. You're writing in your gratitude journal what you're grateful for, right? In the morning, you your energy is higher. And we're energetic beings. Your energy is higher in the morning. Before you get to the news, before you get to your emails, before you get on social media, you're already built up with what you're grateful for. You're already built up breathing through any frustrations in your body. Maybe you've gotten yourself something to eat. You've already loved yourself up right? So then when the world hits you, it hits you from a much stronger place than if you wake up already exhausted from the day before and you're like, what now? So my rituals to answer your question in the morning or at least two hours. So I wake up pretty much when the sun comes up six to seven, most days, some days I sleep in, but when I wake up, it's meditation, it's journaling. Um, sometimes I still get on social media, but usually it's like, oh, I want some inspiration or I'm going to make a quote, my quote for the day or whatever. Um, but if I find myself anxiety or just scrolling, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, you can't do that in the morning. Put your phone away, go do your practice, you know? Um, but I give myself that time for breath work, for journaling, for writing, for connecting before I start working. And what happens when I do that, I get into that sacred space versus that give space. And as an empath, you know, if I wake up and I go to social media, if I go to my, I'm giving already, but wait, why don't I feel my cup up first so that when I'm giving, I'm giving from this overflow of, I feel good. I feel powerful. I feel beautiful. I feel strong. I know who I am. I know what my intention is. And this is another thing I do in the morning. I set my intention for the day. My intention might be, I want to relax today. So I'm not answering a hundred emails today. My attention might be like, oh, I want to go hard on my workout today. I'm feeling really weak. All right. I'm going to spend an extra 30 minutes there. Right. My intention might be, I want to connect with my friends. So I'm making sure that I cut my work at five and I text friends. I want to hang out this evening. Right. So I have that sacred time in the morning, water, green juice, smoothie. I fill myself up and then I work from 11 to five. Now, when I work, podcasts, meetings, like all the things, 11 to 5. And then after 5, that's my cutoff. That's when friends, family, Zoom calls, dinners, dates, even solo dates now. I have dates, real dates, like with a guy. And then I have solo dates where I just date myself and just take myself out, whatever it is I want to do. No way. Yeah. And I feel like it's so, it's so, it's so very, very important. And I got this from my girl, Kimberly Snyder, because I was just like, um, I just heard her on the podcast and she was just like, yeah. And she's a mama. And she's like, yeah, I just got to love myself up. I was like, I'm doing that. And I started right away with solo dates. What's a, like a typical solo date? A typical solo date is I love food and flowers. So I'll just go to Whole Foods. I'll buy myself flowers and I'll buy myself whatever meal I've been wanting to make because I love food. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to make myself. And another thing is like, I normally cook food for other people, but I don't just cook for myself, like really like a nice gourmet like meal. And so I'll buy myself flowers and I'll pick a meal and I'll it. cook for myself. And then I'll give myself a massage. I'll play the music that I want to hear. Literally, whatever, however, I might take myself for a mini petty. I might 
go get my hair done, like whatever it is that I want. And in the middle of the day, I always ask myself, and so I know what how I need to love myself. I ask myself two questions and it's in my phone. How do you feel and what do you need? So is this like a reminder that pops up? This is a reminder that pops up in them. And you, I would I need highly this. suggest this to every- I'm setting it over, up right now. Overachieving woman. Holy moly, this is a big one. Because again, even like going through 11 to five, it's like too much to be working like straight on. And I will work. Sometimes I don't eat. I don't pay attention to my, I'm just back to back to back to back meetings. And so when I have that alert, it's like, how do I feel hungry? What do I need? Food. How do I feel frustrated? What do I need? I'll walk outside to get some vitamin D, right? So it's like me really checking in my, with myself so I can show up as my best. Yeah. Because if I get drained, I'm not showing up 100%. Okay. So it, for example, how do I feel... What do I need? If you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling overwhelmed, and you say, well, what do I do then? For me, it could be different for either person, but anxiety, I specifically do breath work. Like, okay. Like breathing, because it calms my anxiety the fastest. Frustrations, I go <sighs> for a walk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I need this. And that's oxygen. That's like, I need to get oxygen into my body. When you yawn, it means I'm yeah. getting oxygen because I stopped breathing. So maybe whether it be something I said or whatever. And that's another thing that we can get into how so many times in life we're not breathing fully. Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. someone says breathe, that's when I actually am like, yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. And that's when I start yawning. Okay. But what if you feel overwhelmed? If I feel overwhelmed, it's like, is there anything in my schedule that I can take off? Is there anything that it will not ruin the world if I don't do it today? And I just start laying, I just, I'll just say, okay, can we move this meeting to mm -hmm. another if I'm overwhelmed? Um, or I'll just like, so this is another thing I do. And I think it's so important if you have back-to-back, -back, so I start my meetings at like 3.15, 12.15, just to give myself that 15-minute buffer to use the bathroom, to grab a snack. Oh my God, I've been so bad about that my whole life. I like do it right on the like right. butt up against, I stack. Right. Like you were like, are you totally stacked? And I'm like, how does she know me? Right, because I know like I've been through that, but it's so refreshing. And then yeah. I look at my schedule and I'll say, wait a minute, why don't I have my 15 minute buffer now? Like now, even if I know I can do it, I'm like, oh, please schedule me a 15 minute. And people hate it because it's different, but it's like, no, 45 minute meetings. We only use 60 hours because we said we we're going to use 60 hours. How about some 30 minute meetings? It really doesn't take that. Does it really have to take that long? I know. Right. And if it does, let's have another meeting, you know? And so it's like, we, we teach people how to treat us and we yeah. forget that we have the power to craft our lives however we want. That is our power. Yeah. That is our right. So my goal is to encourage <clears throat> every single person listening, craft your life. And if you're a workaholic <laughs> like myself, Cut out some sacred time for yourself in the morning and in the evening. And this is for your kids, for yeah. your partners. I mean, they're going to feel happier too that they have some time with you. And every person in my life, like it, it's contagious. They're like, oh, I need to do this too. And it feels good because then you have more uninterrupted time together where no one's answering the phone or on their phone or watching TV. And you you have more presence, yeah. right? And the work gets done. Like I was saying before we started, people are needy by nature. They're yep. always going to need you. You're always going to be valuable. And if you allow yourself to work from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., people are going to need you for that full time. Yep. And the more you section it, the more you'll find time to love yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you can love the world. I'll repeat that. The more you love yourself, 
the more you can love the world. The more each and every one of us loves ourselves, the more the world will heal. But we think it's us reaching outside ourselves and trying to this cause and that cause, the cause is inside. That's what I think. That's why I've been working on myself all this time. Because yeah. I know that if I can't do it, yeah. I can't. It's it's a ripple effect that starts with you. Like you come in and you're like, oh, 11 to 5. I'm like, okay, we have both worked the same amount of time in our lives, basically. Yeah. And you have learned, I've learned, I have um, have done a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I falter sometimes. Mm-hmm. We and all do. <laughs> I just like a little, but, um, but it's the same thing. Like I always tell, I tell like these guys, you guys are young. This is your time to hustle. And then at some point, you know, you start to figure out how to, you know, yeah. finesse some things once you've kind of landed a little, Yeah. <clears throat> but it still doesn't mean that when you're hustling, you can't carve out time for yourself. No, I think everyone, we should teach from children and above, like you have some time in your day to work and then time in your day to play. Yeah. We, our inner child had, you know, started to be abused as a young age when we're taught that we have to be parents so young and we're not able to live out our childhood. And blessed are those parents that actually tell their children, no, you're going to go play. Yeah. Not like you work and then you do work and then you come home and do more work, you know, but again, they're, they're, that's how they're living. So they're mm-hmm. just teaching what they know. So I think it's so important for us to talk about what does it look like to play just as much as you work to practice yep. self-care just as much as you work. The work is still going to get done and it's still going to be there. What I feel is that when you nurture yourself more, a lot of the problems, you're going to be more present to people's pain. You're more clear you're to more handle clear things to handle faster, things. everything. Right. You realize that it's not how much money you can print. It's how many people you can touch mm-hmm. and help and heal. <clears throat> you know, what is money going to get you at the end of the day if you don't feel good? You know, you and I have, you know, seen like so many people with all the money in the world and they're still unhappy and sick. And or unhealthy. And unhealthy yeah. and frustrated. So we know it's not the money. And every one of us, no matter how much we have or don't have, have to ask ourselves, am I happy? Yeah. And how can I set myself up? How can I set my life up? How can I ask for the help that I need so that I can feel happy and so that I can feel healthy? And if we're all asking ourselves that question, I think we can all help each other. Yeah, I like that. It was When I was in Italy, I felt, um, first of all, such a connection there. And I just mm. loved it so much. Have you been? Have I been to Italy? I haven't been to Italy. Oh, my God. No. Oh my God. It's amazing. And I was telling these guys, I said, I'm going to figure out a way where we can work there two to three months out of the year, do the show from there and then live. Like Kelsey and I did our, like, without knowing the prototype was we were in Connecticut last year and we would work during the day. And then the weekends we would go and explore like all of New England and go like have fun. And that was totally foreign to me because I never did that before. Like when you talk about like your formative years, I grew up in a nightclub cleaning with my parents. Mm-hmm. So it was all work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe on a Sunday after we were done, we got to go be with our cousins and then we would get to play. <laughs> yeah. um, but there was so little of that and so much of the other stuff that that's just what's been ingrained in me. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. It's like a deep programming that I have to fight a lot. Yeah. Um, we have so much in common. Like my grandparents were janitors and I cleaned houses with them growing up. But you know, the one thing that I learned cleaning houses is that, 
as long as you enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm. and it brings you joy, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I think that's important for every person to hear. It's not what brings me joy or what brings Maria joy. It's like what brings you joy and is what you're doing bringing you joy. And my grandparents would sing and we'd laugh and then we'd go grab something to eat after and they just enjoyed their work. And And we were together. Yeah, and we were together. Now, there was a point when they stopped enjoying it. And what happened? They quit. Right, and I think that's what we need to get used to doing. Sometimes we we feel like we have to do one thing for our entire lives, right? And I think me and you are in the school of thought. We're multi passionate yeah. people, so yeah. it's like you do it, and when you it doesn't bring you any joy, let it go, yeah. right? Just it's let not it quitting. go. It's like letting go. Yeah, it's yeah. just letting go and realizing that as we enjoy this human experience, it's okay to experience whatever you want to experience. Now, some people don't have the opportunity to experience as much. And that's where my heart goes, like for the people who do not have, do not have food to eat, do not have shelter, are in these terrible places in life. And I think if that were me, what would I do? And when I, and one, one of the reasons I love California is because I see people who are houseless out on the beach, in the water. And sometimes I just look and I just, I just observe, you know, and sometimes I talk and have conversations and I realize that what is the difference between someone who is homeless and happy and free and enjoying every day and someone who is, has all the wealth they can think of and enjoying every day and someone who has all the wealth and doesn't enjoy and angry with life and someone who is houseless and doesn't enjoy life. It's just perception. No matter where we are in life, some of us are happy and some of us, I've talked to a homeless person and I was just like, what if you got like this much money? Like, you know what? I'd still be right here on the beach. I'd still be right here. I'll probably get a nicer this or that, you know, and they love, they love this environment and believe it or not, there are some people out there who are just like, I'm right here. This is me right here. I mean, granted, we're in California. I don't think anywhere. I don't know yeah. anywhere else in the world. People, but it just gave me perspective on what we think is healthy is not necessarily healthy to every single person. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we have these conversations with people that are different so we can realize what do people need. Now, food, clothing, shelter, these simple things, if we as a collective aren't as so greedy, we can actually have food, clothing, and shelter for every person in the world. But we have to have these conversations and we have to ask people what they need. I was with this program and I love it. It's called Foods Not Bombs. And we went down to Skid Row, you know, and most of the people down there were veterans. They served our country. They put themselves on the line and they're suffering mental illnesses and things like that. And that's why they're on drugs. And people were like, well, they, they chose that life. Mm. Yeah, they chose it for us. <laughs> they chose to put themselves in a situation where they know all of these things are possible. Right. At the And that's the best case scenario. The worst is obviously getting killed in the line of duty. But I just, I watched that John Stewart thing and I was like, if, if, if they all protested, mm-hmm. could things change? I mean, the guy who's in charge of the purse strings said, it's not a money thing. We have the money. 
And yet all of these people are dying because they're trying to get complete confirmation scientifically that these things are all connected to their line of duty. And it's like, first of all, anything that happens to them at this point, unless it was blatantly not in the line of duty, should just be taken care of. It just yeah. should. That's the thing. We we don't have, a, as a government, we don't have enough compassion for human beings. That's the thing. That's period. It, you know, we can say case by case, you know, every person in the world that's suffering could have it easier if our government gave a care like yeah. about actual humans. Yeah. You know, so, it, you know, we know that as a community, as a government, we have to do better. We have to really care. And again, just like the self, it goes back to self though. Am I really caring for myself if I'm just doing the lip service and not actually taking care of myself? Mm-hmm. Most of these people don't even know how to take care of themselves. So how the heck are we, do we think we're going to get into their head of how to take care of someone who is hungry, who is not like them, who doesn't look like them, yeah. who doesn't have the same socioeconomic status as them? Yeah. How? Yeah. When? So that's my goal is just to help people realize when there is a lack of self-love and lack of self-care because it's only when we get people on an individual level are we going to be able to get people on a collective level. So true. So true. So crazy. Man, we could talk forever. We could, I know. I mean, P.S., like I have all these questions that we didn't even get to. I forgot we're on a podcast. I was just like (laughs) dropping it with you right now. Yeah, but it's like, it's so true, all of it. And I think that that is like the biggest lesson of this whole hour, I think is, is you have to love people say it, but you're saying it in a different way, I think. Yeah. Or like you're reaching, I think me and probably you guys, and you can jump in too. But, um, if you don't really love yourself, you're always going to come from depleted anger, frustration, lack, ugh, that yeah. ugh feeling. And that's not what's going to bring you you're not going to put yourself, your best self forward for others. You're not going to make decisions from uh, an empathic place or from, you know, a good place because you're not right. Right. And so if we get ourselves right, then we can think more clearly and we can act better and do better. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And we are in the middle of just what we are feeling is just collective trauma. Right. And mm-hmm. when a person is trauma, they're like, okay, I got to get more. I got to get more. So the people, the 1% that's like, oh, like all these things, you know, all this control, it's trauma. Right. Because it's like you have everything you could possibly want. Why not give more, help more? But again, they're in a trauma state, like, I got to have more control, more power, more, 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 more. I have to have the most. And so that mentality is a lack mentality. That's not in alignment with love. So if we can realize, like, hey, no matter what, um, if these people are suffering, you're actually part of that suffering. And if we're not able to break that down, then it's going to be hard to get someone who is in a power trip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to actually care. But it's like, it's not until they have that that child that maybe has a disability and, <gasps> and then they find some compassion or that person that's different that looks them in their eyes and changes them. And they're like, wait a minute, why am I energetically? They see that God and they're like, oh, and it changes. And you've heard so many people. They're like, I was just crazy and I was doing this. And you hear so many people when they, whether it be find God or when they, you know, have a moment with a child, have a moment with a person and they drop in 
and it changes their life. So we, my goal, like our goal together is to get people to drop into spirit, to drop into alignment with love so that we can all heal together because it's going to take that. It's not about money. It's not about things. It's not about, it's about getting in alignment with love. It's about getting in alignment with the divine and we can get there and stay there and encourage other people to like, come here. Let's, let's meet in this field together. Like to quote, to quote Rumi, let's meet in this field of love and let's co-create together. That's what I feel is going to help heal humanity. I love it. Yeah. Drop the mic, everybody. <laughs> that was Koya Webb. Um, uh, Queens, do you have anything to say? You're fabulous and we love you. And I can't wait to listen to this again and again and again. You know, there yeah. was one thing, Koya, in your book that I would love you to just briefly touch on, you know, mm-hmm. sit, like saying no to negativity. I think it's so hard. And it, sometimes when we're not, you know, and maybe it is loving ourselves that 50%, we're not aware of the negativity and not mm-hmm. aware of like how much it's affecting us. Yeah. So I would love you to talk about that a little bit and like, you know, how do we not be faced by it and like kind of shift out of that into the positive? Oh, I love, love, love this question. Saying no to negativity is important when you find yourself in a cycle right? Like every day or for multiple times. Number one, I have this a program called, you know, four steps to love. And the first step is acknowledgement. So, right. We don't want a spiritual bypass. We don't want to say the negative isn't there when the negative is like people are in pain, people harming. Right. But there's a point where after you acknowledge, you have to go to the next step of, okay, I've acknowledged the problem. Now let me process it. How does this make me feel? right? Now let me forgive myself. Let me feel, forgive others that have harmed. And now let me make a plan and set an intention to do things different. Those are the steps, right? But if you're caught just in the negative part, you can't get to the intention and the reality that you want. Because I can say, oh, these people, these people doing this, these people there. But if I don't get to what is the solution, I need to get them to love themselves, to love the world. And I'm stuck in the negative part. And I too am out of alignment with love. But you can't get them to love themselves. But I can love myself by moving through this cycle, right? But if I stay here, again, it's a moving through, right? It's like when we go under and we stay under the water, we drown. But if we move through, we had an experience of the depths of the sea, right? So it's nothing wrong with acknowledging, going into the darkness, go in there because that's how you're going to learn to swim, to float, to love. And then you can go through the process yourself and then you can teach by example. Oh yeah, I was here too. Then I realized if I do this, I felt better. And then if I forgave myself and forgave others, I felt better. And then I set an intention. So take my own example, like the trauma I experienced with sexual assault. This is terrible. For a long time, I didn't forgive the person, nor did I forgive myself. I was stuck in a negative loop. Like, how could you do this to me? How could I allow this to happen to me? Forever, forever. But eventually, I had to process it. This was terrible. It felt bad. Acknowledge it. Write it down. And I forgive myself, right? I forgive myself. I forgive this person in whatever toxic state they were in. And now I'm moving to down the ladder. Now, what intention do I want to set? I want to share what happened to me and share that I didn't stay in that negative place of judgment and fear, but I moved here. 
And my intention is to share my story so no one will stay in that negative loop thinking that anything that happened to you in your life defines you, your love, period, no matter what. And so now I'm setting the intention to be love, to be light. So I move from here to here. Now that I've done that, I can share that with the persons who harmed me. I can share that with people who have been harmed. I can share with anyone going through trauma. You don't have to stay here. And when you stay here, it's dark and it's painful. And you can stay here as long as you want. But when you're ready for your healing, you can take that journey back to love. And when you align with love, it's not only healing for yourself, but it's healing for others at the same time. So that's the journey to love, right? But it's always available for us. It's never not available. Very cool. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So... Um, the book, let your fears make you fierce, how to turn common obstacles into seeds for growth is out now. We'll link it in the description of the show. Um, you can find Koya on Instagram at Koya web, K O Y A W E B B her website, Koya We'll put links to all of this in the summary of the episode. Um, and that is it. In the meantime, I hope you guys replay this because I think it's worth replaying <laughs> I agree. Um, and share it with your friends, share it with anybody who is stuck, who is uh, maybe unhappy, who has dealt with trauma. I think it'll be helpful to all of them and uh, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.